0: They're outrageously dependable. Battery is essential. With over 150,000 dealer locations, finding one is easy. For all your vehicles, land or sea, choose Interstate. Head to interstatebatteries.com and find your power today. Hey guys, turkey season is in full swing right now. And if you are planning on getting after it, make sure to pick up some meat eater Phelps turkey calls to stuff into the old turkey vest or into your fanny pack right now. I carry a few different things. I like to use mouth calls and I like to use pot calls. Mouth calls or diaphragms, I like them because it gives you hand free calling, meaning when you're working a bird up close, you can have your gun on your knee, finger on the trigger ready to roll and still be making turkey sounds. I like pot calls because I just like pot calls. I enjoy calling with a pot call. Whatever direction you go, including a box call, which I don't personally use too much, but they're fun and great, and I started out with them. Yanni, on the other hand, one of my main turkey hunting buddies, he loves box calls. And what's funny is I'll now and then look to him and give him the look that means get out your box call and find us a turkey. So it's not that I don't like him. i just have Yanni use his, then I don't have to carry it. Go to Phelps Game Calls get calls that are made in the usa and get calls that'll get them close find yours at PhelpsGameCalls.com today this is the meat eater podcast coming at you shirtless severely bug bitten and in my case underwearless the meat eater podcast you can't predict anything. Presented by OnX Hunt, creators of the most comprehensive digital mapping system for hunters. Download the Hunt app from the iTunes or Google Play store. Know where you stand with OnX. On the subject of wind. We've been talking about wind. It's very Tell people how windy it is, Giannis, so they, they don't think that I'm just, you know, uh, struggling.
1: It's the windiest I think I've ever seen it. Since I've moved to Montana five years ago.
0: It's so windy that Yannis got reports from 80-mile-an-hour winds. And,
1: oh, yeah, over in Big Timber. A rancher was shit working cattle, shipping cattle, and he says his eyes are swollen from all the small particles that have been blown into his eyeballs the last two days. That windy. I thought my windows might implode towards me this morning as I was making coffee. It was so windy. That bad. And the the glass was flexing.
0: Such. Extremely windy. We have a Halloween de- – it's so windy that uh, – that doesn't matter. There's a Halloween decoration that I had to get up and remove in the middle of the night.
1: Bam, 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 bam. Mm. But – um, Oh, here, here's a way to explain re- how windy it is. My neighbor's wheelbarrow, which I don't know exactly where he stores it on his property, but it was at least 100 yards from – his house. It had, the, a wheelbarrow had just been blown across the landscape.
0: This is... Uh, That's pretty windy. I got two windy things. I, I want to tell... So, for the first time ever, my my uh, beloved sister-in-law... Say something, Juanita. Juanita Vero is here.
2: Thank you, Steve. Pleasure um, to be here.
0: My, my favorite... Uh, probably... I like you more than Yanni.
2: Ooh. I like you more Ooh. than my brother. Ooh,
0: Like, if I had to choose between my brother... And my sister in law.
2: You have two brothers and two sisters in laws.
0: No, I'm talking about this one. This one in particular. I'm just the one, trying to the I'm just trying
1: to lay it on thick. The one okay. that Juanita's married to.
0: Yeah, Juanita's married to my brother Matt. But I like her more than him. Which puts me in an awkward position. Because what originally, uh I don't know, I never told you this. I was originally not skeptical of you. But but I I, I was sussing you out. Ooh. Because I care about my brother a great deal. And so you know, I love him to death.
2: What'd you find out in your sussing?
0: <laughs> oh, that I liked you? But initially, <laughs> right? Initially, I like, I wouldn't take him saying, like, oh, you know, I, whatever, have a girlfriend, we might get married. I don't take that as, I wouldn't take that as, like, oh, gosh, can't wait to meet this wonderful person. My head would go. What's wrong? Went like, like, um. Uh, I got her number now. I'm gonna find out. Skepticism. Fair that enough. you like do him wrong. I don't know. Just he skeptic- was injured. Skeptical. Like I was skeptical, but then now, you know, you really won me over. Ah. Like I love you so much. So so kind. <laughs> I know. I love you so much. You do. You such a great job at at being uh my brother. You do a great job being my brother's wife. But six you guys years in. I'll point out you guys don't live together. It's a secret. Yeah. You guys live nine to
2: a long happy marriage.
0: You guys live nine hours apart. Yes, it is it's true. Like commu- it's like a commute. It's like a long with no. We have to immediate committed. plans to like remedy the situation. No. Not even looking at it as something that should be remedied.
2: Absolutely not.
0: Uh, Maybe st- when
2: we get a little older.
0: Like someday, you haven't when ruled we out need, living together.
2: You know, some I think remedy care. though
1: makes it sound like there's like it's a problem and there's something wrong with that's it. That's
0: what, yeah, that's what I was trying to say. It's like it's not like a thing that they're like stuck in and wish they weren't. You just don't live together.
2: Just don't live together. Yeah. I think a lot of people might probably, decide to
0: change it. Probably wish later.
2: Yeah, when we need assisted living help,
1: mm-hmm. you'll assist to. each other.
0: Well, no, or we need you someone guys to just wipe our asses and you might
2: guys, as well just have one person do it. That's It'll right. be cheaper.
1: Where you just start to love each other so much that you can't. Be that
0: far apart anymore? You need oh, more time together. We
2: got a lot of love right now. I don't know.
0: I want to tell you my windy story though.
2: this is very windy. I thought your brother's house was going to blow away.
0: Well, that's what I'm, that's what I'm getting at. I'm trying to. This is, a, this is a prolonged setup for a story about windiness. The first time I took my wife to my brother's house in Miles City, um, she'd never been to Miles City, and I think she just had like she was pregnant. We had one baby and she was pregnant with another baby. Either way, I take her there and I don't know what's in, I didn't know, but there's like was, a hurt, there's Karina a, her, have a baby. there's a, there's a tornado coming, yes. but I didn't know there's a tornado coming. So we get to Miles city and we're going to go fishing. And our friend D was there as well. And so Katie's like, well, I going to hang out and catch up with D and we'll hang out in the house and you guys all go fishing. So we start down the road to go fishing and also like a tornado hits. And, uh, blows trees like we couldn't even get anywhere down we couldn't even get down the road because like cottonwoods are blowing down the road a chunk of matt's roof blows off his house whoa and she's had- like huddled in the doorframe and and she's like never been to this town in her life she's only been here like 30 minutes and she's thinking my god this place is windy <laughs> but i you know Unbeknownst to any of us, it was like, and
2: his door frames probably aren't the sturdiest of door frames.
0: No, it's like the kind of house that they haul in on. It's the kind yes. of house they haul in on a trailer.
2: Yes, yes, yes.
0: Yeah. Yes.
2: Uh, Lightly manufactured. Yeah, and
0: she's like, "No one. I can't picture how windy it is here." But yeah, I was like, arrived during a tornado um, yesterday. We, uh, I was out with my wife and kids, and we ran. Um, a ground ran aground two days ago, ran our jet boat aground. And I blame the wind for this because like when you're, you can run a jet boat in inches of water, you know, but you kind of rely when you're picking your course, you kind of rely on the way the the water looks. You're looking for deep water, shallow water. And the wind was so severe, two things. The wind was so severe that it interrupted the surface activity on the river. Mm. It made everything look different. Cause the wind's blowing up current and made, and made it. So you couldn't like read the river. Right. And, uh, was trying to buy a fishing license for my wife and I was convinced that she already had one. She was convinced she didn't have one. So I'm, we're on the phone. I'm trying to like drive the boat down a very shallow river and be on the phone. Like, no, hit that button. No, it's your birthday. You know, I know you go. Duh, duh. And all of a sudden, bam, 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 bam. just dead. I mean, like ran aground. But so nobody got thrown. No one got thrown. That's good. It was kind of a like, bam!
1: Bam, 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 bam,
0: bam, Yeah. Everybody had to get out, dragging the boat around.
2: It was just a gravel bar.
0: Yeah, ran up on a gravel bar. Scared the hell out of everybody. It was bad. And then, um, yeah, just like ho- generally horrible fishing. Uh, a, dude, <laughs> a dude gave us a walleye. So we wound up with two because the guy gave us one. So, dude had caught one and didn't want to clean it, gave us that walleye. Then we caught our own and went home with two walleye.
2: That's it. Huh? Well, was a very windy day.
0: Camped out for the night. Aww. Big doings. Also joined by Casey Snyder.
3: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Spelled real weird.
3: Hey, you know, it's the American version of a German name. So, SNI, that strong German I rather than a Y, which I, I think is Dutch technically.
0: Yeah. And you're you're currently, to give people your, tell people what you're up to.
3: So I am in the state legislature back home in Utah. So I am from Cache Valley, represent the 5th District, the Fighting Five, as we like to call it in the (laughs) state legislature. And uh, last session, this last spring session, we ran a bill uh, to amend our state constitution to add the right to hunt and fish in our state. Joined a bunch of states, including this one. And, uh, make sure that that right, that opportunity is always protected in Utah. So that's what I'm here to talk to you about today.
0: Yeah, and you're super involved in one You're an ag.
3: Yep, we, have, we, we farm, we ranch. Uh, we we kind of dabble in everything. I, I, uh, I'm a man of many hats, I would say. So, Including
0: that John Deere one you got on right now. Absolutely.
3: <laughs> <laughs> all the way, green all the way. But yeah, so we, we farm and ranch and then um, in the legislature and also working on a PhD in fire, forestry and fire at Utah State University. That's sort of one of those ongoing things. But that dovetails in with, uh, in the summertime, we have a local department, and I usually will go out for a m- couple months, couple weeks, and uh, fight fire, including this summer. So, there's, What's there's a your lot PhD in
0: fire? What are you looking at?
3: So we're, we're looking at basically better ways to predict fire in our state. So I'm working on a fire atlas, which would say, hey, when does this type of vegetation burn? How often and how big do the fires usually go? So basic uh, baseline data stuff. And then we're, we're going to look at some other topics relative to management. Um, do private lands in the state of Utah burn more often than federal lands or bigger? Those types of just, just basic questions. Let's see what's going on down there on a longer scale. So we'll see it's one of those we're five years in we'll see <laughs> hopefully one day they'll call me doctor, but we'll see.
0: So uh, just to, just to recap you're in you're like in your state legislator legislature yep, yep. and you guys are in farming you you help operate a family ranch yep and you fight fires.
3: times are busy at my house
0: and you're like enrolled in an academic program
3: yep. Yeah, if if you don't sleep, you can get a lot done. I'll just say it. So you just so, stay up a lot. Yeah, you know, caffeine.
1: You know
0: what surprised me? You getting me? jealous, Steve? Uh, a little bit, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, I do I would keep you cuz with with that array, if something's not interesting that day, you just do something. You just work on a different thing.
3: Yeah, yeah, and I could tell people what I am that day rather than, you know, uh you know, so maybe today I'll be the firefighter and tomorrow I'll be the farmer, you know? So that keeping it keeping it light, keeping it flexible.
0: You know what surprised me recently about the fires? Um, I want to point out a commonality between and our two guests here. My sister-in-law Juanita. There's a lot of differences and a lot of commonalities that I want to point out. You guys both are in livestock in some respects. Like you guys have a large horse herd Juanita. Juanita lives on, on um, lives on a guest ranch over Missoula and you guys keep a shitload of horses.
2: Uh, yes, and so I was. I was talking to Casey earlier. I was curious about his grazing management, and yeah. So. Uh, and yeah. you guys are
0: in the cattle business. Yep. Um, and you guys both like are uh, fire obsessed. Because it could come really in and like wipe out. Because it could come wipe the program out
3: yeah I, I i think obsessed is a i'll take that as a compliment we'll, mm-hmm. we'll say that's a good thing or meant is a good thing
0: oh it's encouraged man like i, I learned a thing that i didn't know recently is uh we had a big fire right here
3: mm-hmm.
0: and we had friends lose their homes and stuff and for a minute we were kind of like on standby to see if we had to evacuate and it was close to a hiking trail and i'm running around telling everybody just no way someone flicked a cigarette that's there was no weather then i learned that that A lightning strike can fester in the ground or in a tree. It was weeks, wasn't it? Yeah. They think that it was a lightning strike from weeks earlier. Like, how the hell does that happen?
2: We've had that happen in our place with uh, burning in the fall and in the winter. And then it just goes to the duff and goes to the roots and then blows up uh, in March, April with spring wind. Dry day, oh, man,
0: you like then, burning brush, and
2: suddenly there's instant flame and burning. I mean, Casey knows this.
3: Yeah, it happens yeah. all the time. You can have fires that'll last all winter under under the snow. Wake up in the spring, oh, there it is again. Really? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I this thing kind of blew that, my because this yeah. is like in plain sight, man. That it must have just been living in this tree. Yep. And then erupted out of the ground. uh One time, I might have talked about this before, but I can't remember. it But one time we were camping. Hunting elk, and we'd started a fire, and it was that uh like on a ridge top with a lot of white bark pine. There's that deep, deep duff, you know, mm-hmm. and you like dig down in that shit. You never quite hit like mineral soil, but you try to whatever, make a fire. And we made a fire, put it out, like thoroughly, put it out. I thought a couple days later, still up hunting. I'm like, that's so weird that there's some dudes camped. And that weird-ass spot where we are camped, because it's not like a camp spot, because I see smoke rising up. And I'm watching the smoke and, like, become more aware of the smoke and more turning around in my head. Like, what are the odds that two people would camp there and make a fire? And eventually we wander up there, and sure enough, man, it had burned down in the pine duff and popped up 10 feet away. And then we had to go in there and just excavate the hole. We had to take, like, an evening off hunting and excavate the whole damn area trying to put all of our fires out.
3: Yeah, you know, I some of that stuff, I was on a fire, the Rice Ridge fire over in Sealy Lake three or four years ago. And we had, I don't know, six pumps in series that were just running. And you'd wake up in the morning and you'd spray water on it pretty much all day and go home. Next morning, you'd come up and it'd be smoldering again. That duffs, once it's got heat, and especially some of this country, it, it'll it go a long time. So. You know, maybe that fire's still burning. Maybe there have you been up there lately to check to see if that campfire's all the way <laughs> it's out? It's been
0: about twenty years, yeah, so yeah. I hope I hope by now it's all the way out. <laughs> we had another we had another one that uh similar thing. It was in the snow. And it's tunneled away from us. And then the reason you could see it is it got like steamy over in other areas where the fire traveled underground through the duff and then started melting up patches of snow to combust. Hmm. I've learned a lot of lessons since then. Uh is this your first term doing the state deal? Yep.
3: I'm I'm coming out of the my first term running for my second.
0: So. So you got a win coming up here.
3: Uh, you know, fingers crossed. We'll see how it goes.
0: And then how did it come to be like tell people what the 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 program you're involved in or the bill you're trying to do with the the right to hunt and fish like what's that all about? So, uh,
3: you know, if I'm not doing everything else, I guess you should say I'm hunting and fishing, and that is a big part of who I am. And, you know, we were, we've been going back and forth on setting this up. I was up at elk camp all last week and happy not to respond to any emails or phone calls. Now, did you get an elk? I did. Yeah. A little five by six bull. So. This is down
0: in Utah. Mm-hmm. With and, your bow? Uh,
3: it is a lot easier to get them with your rifle. We'll just say that. But yeah. it's, it's dark timber up there, you know, on public land hunt. So it was, uh, I'm happy to have that, you know, that done. But, uh, that that's something I've grown up in done my whole life. And, um, when I, I'm currently the head of a, what's called the hunting and fishing caucus in our state legislature. And we've sort of been looking at, uh, how do we preserve this legacy, this opportunity into the future? We don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. We don't know what kind of pressures are going to be on our sport going forward. So if we could codify now when support is high for these types of activities for hunting and fishing, we could put that in our constitution, maybe down the road, if, perceptions change or public opinion shifts, there's at least a higher threshold before those sort of activities could be eliminated or, or curtailed. So that was sort of the thinking behind things.
0: But you know, it's common for people to say that, um, don't people always say it's a privilege. It's like a part of like what they teach in hunter safety and stuff.
3: Well, I, I think that's the balance, right?
0: Like it's like, a privilege and not a right.
3: <laughs> I, I think the privilege comes in, it can be revoked, right? You don't follow the rules. You're not up to, uh, To current statute and doing things the right way, yeah, that can be eliminated. But at a fundamental level, that fundamental right level, the opportunity to follow the law and to harvest something with your own hands, that's what we're trying to protect. Everything else is subject to statute, right? And to limitation by the Division of Wildlife Resources or our state legislature. But to be always guaranteed that if you're following the law, you can go hunt or fish for something in our state that's that was the genesis and the impetus behind the whole thing
0: how many states have the protections 13 I
3: believe right now and it you know some of this goes back uh, clear back into the founding so there are states back east I believe it's Connecticut if I remember right or Vermont um, they're you know right as they're putting their state constitution together boom it was in there the right to hunt and fish. And so we're we're kind of keeping up. A lot of the states around us have it. You guys have it here, Idaho. Uh, even California has the right to fish. Now they've, you know, really they didn't get the r- uh, they parsed it out. You know, so and seriously, That's dead serious. And that's maybe some of the concern that we had when we ran it. You know, like oh, they're already starting to say maybe this isn't. Fun. They idea. ran a
0: right to fish. You
3: you have a right to fish, but you don't have a right to hunt in California. So that, you know, so. Bow fishing is that in that gray area, right? Like, I don't know how that'll works. So anyway. But yeah, so we're, we're just, you know, following great ideas and hopefully adding it to our state constitution. Voters have to obviously adopt it. So it
0: has to- By pa- a simple majority.
3: A simple majority. State legislature has to support it with two-thirds. So it passed in the House and Senate in our legislature with a two-thirds majority. And now it'll go to the people and it just has to, you know,
0: 50 plus one. Okay. Let me- I got a whole bunch of questions about oh, this. Oh man. Now. So why it didn't pass unanimously? No. Mm-mm. What was the argument against passing it? So that it was unnecessary? Like what? Yes.
3: Yeah. I mean fundamentally it's like, well, of course that's always gonna be something. Why do we don't need to elevate it to the level of a constitutional amendment? And you know, I sort of make the argument that you do, and and history in our state would prove so Um, I don't know if you've talked about it here, but in in Colorado right now, there's obviously a, there is a proposition to add wolves, to reintroduce wolves going on in the state of Colorado.
0: Yeah, which has been made a moot point because they've since then, while they've been haggling over this, the wolves just showed up. On their own, yeah. So they're there now.
3: But see, uh, in our state, you can't, by proposition without a two-thirds majority, make decisions relative to wildlife, so we passed a constitutional amendment that set that threshold. This is in the early 2000s. And when that ran through, everyone was like, well, this is crazy. What? Who would he, who even cares, right? Why would you even want this to happen? And it was sort of this argument that it was unnecessary. You fast forward 20 years and you look across the state line and you're like, huh, well, that's, they're kind of doing that now.
0: Or well, you mean that people are putting like a very simple wildlife management decision That would normally be made by agencies appointed to make those kind of decisions. They're putting it like to a simple yay or nay, 51% vote. Taking science out of it and, and totally basing
3: wildlife management on public opinion. And that was, again, sort of seen as unnecessary. And so you look at this amendment with that as context and you can say, you know, it's nice just to have this as a safeguard when you've got public opinion on your side. And it's nice to be able to guarantee in our state that right to hunt and fish because the majority of our population supports it now. We don't know where it'll be 10, 20, 30 years from now.
0: Has any state ever tried to run one of these and lost? I think they
3: have. Yeah. I. But I believe that if we've, uh, all the states where it's passed with clear majorities, there's, there hasn't been any problems. And right now there, there hasn't been any big pushback. All the major hook and bullet groups in our state are supporting us right now and and there's not any opposition to things, so I'm hoping we're gonna, you know, smooth sailing and, and everything will be good. But, you know, I don't know.
0: There's I'm not sure. a, there's no organized opposition to no. right to hunt and fish.
3: No, and again, any of the any of the concern comes down to well, why do we need to do this and why are we doing it now? And that's a you know that's a pretty good argument that to, that's beatable. So we'll see how it goes. I I'm optimistic we're gonna get it passed through, and uh, and I'm, you know one of those people that's going to benefit from it.
0: So can you, can you try to identify a, like what would be a thing that this could prevent from happening? Like, like what would be an issue if you look at other States or some kind of other rule that's come down? What would be something that this would be beneficial in protecting from? So one of
3: the provisions is, that's added to there, so we sort of put a box around this, right? We say subject to state rules and, and a few other things. But one of the things that we we guarantee in this is that hunting and fishing will be the primary tool for managing wildlife populations. So if you look in back east in particular where you've got a high density of white-tailed deer, for example, um, they're basically paying state agencies, sometimes at night, sometimes with other means to to eliminate deer because they've got so many. Our amendment says hunting and fishing would do that. So if not only do you have the right to take, but you're saying the North American model is fundamental to this. And hunters and anglers are always going to be the primary ones playing a role in how wildlife are managed in our state. So that's, yeah. for example, one real specific and, and nuanced thing that hopefully this will uh, protect against going forward.
0: Why don't you guys roll trapping into that?
3: Uh, because we believe that that's covered under the statute, so it's harvest, take game, okay. You know, and I, I think that's covered without sort of the the bigger fight that always occurs over that. I, I,
0: so you guys chickened out. You uh, thought about uh, it and then chickened on, out. Uh,
3: come on, <laughs> come on. No, I, th- I think if you if you're harvesting wildlife, it's covered, right? And there's always that public perception, public opinion drives everything. And while I love to trap. That's something I grew up doing, mostly bobcats and beavers. There is a pretty strong anti-sentiment with that. So if you can cover that and preserve that right with basically harvest, why have the fight? I mean, there's enough fighting in politics as it is. So if we can can achieve the same objective without sticking it in somebody's
0: eye, let's do that. Without calling it out. Yeah.
1: Now, would it prevent, let's just say, if you're following in the, the... tracks of California, like yeah. they've lost the uh, the right or ability to use hounds, right? Yeah. So when it's when something like that comes up,
3: when they're like, "Well, you can still hunt, but you can't do it this way anymore." How does that work? You know, I'm I'm that's still that honestly that discretion still applies. Like, so we're not eliminating the. The division's making rules and regulations. That's, it's all subject to that. But what it would say is maybe you can't use dogs or, you know, there's already rules over dogs or bait or whatever mm-hmm. on, on different bears and lions. But the ability, it would, what it would guarantee is that you could still harvest bear, right, as long as populations are such and you meet objectives and all those types of things. So it's, that's the root of it. The, the, there will always be that debate, and I think it's necessary and prudent, right, about means and methods. I think that's a, a natural part of, of our sport, and I think that has to be part of it. But what we're trying to do is is prevent it from being eliminated wholly as an option.
0: So, Which is that, – that's what people argue when they argue the death by a thousand cuts yeah. thing. I mean everybody likes to – poke fun at California when it comes to death by a thousand cuts. Well, because
3: it's easy, right? It is it is easy to poke fun at California.
0: Yeah, I had a guy like a very high-ranking, yeah, it's a national hobby to poke fun at California, <laughs> if, if that's where you're going. But yeah, 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 yeah. I had a very high-ranking person in California's wildlife department predict to me, and he made this prediction a long time ago, years ago, he predicted to me, he said, uh, we will lose bow hunting next through referendum, And he put it that he said, I think in 25 years, it'll all be gone. Hmm. Uh, If you look at, in California, they did like method to take stuff on mountain lions. Okay. But eventually just got rid of mountain lion, any mountain lion harvest at all by hunters. It's all done now by, it's all done now by the state. I mean, they're still, they're still under damage permits killing several hundred of them a year. They, they're still they're kill- killing
1: the exact same amount. They're
0: killing the state and agents are killing about as many as hunters used to. But they removed methods before eventually getting around to the thing. And trapping, like, got rid of trapping and then went to a thing to be that you can't sell fur. Hmm. So what I'd be more interested in is like a piece of protection, um, or I wish that that the protections you could measure more against the death by a thousand cuts thing. Uh, one frustration I have with conservation groups, especially ones that uh, a frustration I have with conservation groups that focus on um, habitat issues, uh, which are very important access issues, is they oftentimes don't like to get embroiled. In the method of take arguments. Mm-hmm. So a couple of years ago, there was a thing in this state that was, you want to talk about like death by a thousand cuts, like the level of specificity. It mm-hmm. was no trapping, not no trapping, but no trapping on public land mm. to try to narrow it down to like a little thing that you think you could get. They're like, what's the, what's something we could get away with? It got clobbered. It got clobbered. They didn't pass it. But it was like so fine-tuned to try to make some progress toward getting rid of hunting, trapping, whatever. Yeah, In Maine, it was uh, – there was a thing a couple years ago in Maine, I think it was getting rid of bait for bears, getting rid of hounds for bears. And people would point out, well, that's the only way people – like in, in thick, flat country, that's the only way people get bears. So you're effectively ending 90-some percent of the bear harvest, but you're not coming out and saying it. You're trying to make it an issue about dogs and bait, but we see what you're really driving after. So it would be cool if, the prote- if, you, if the, we could make protections that help also prevent the, the like just whittling away at people's stuff. I've never heard in California that the thing has gone anywhere to like ban bow hunting, but this guy had it laid out, like how it would be approached, how it would be won. Well,
3: and I, I think that goes to the, the broader point as hunters and anglers, we've got to be involved, right? Like there's at, at my level, there is literally only so much I can do. And we've, I think we've done that and sort of set the table and set the, a pretty high uh, threshold and set a pretty strong burden of proof. But if you, if you like to hunt and fish, and you're not involved in the political process, it's going to be involved for you without you. And so that's sort of, I think, I know we're kind of coming off topic a little bit here, but if if you appreciate these opportunities, you better support them the whole way. And that's through initiatives. That's the ballot box. Heck, if you like to hunt and fish, uh, maybe you ought to even run for office. You know what ruins hunting and fishing for me? Political service. Yeah, it's it's not getting ready for the legislative session in January really screws up my duck hunt. I'm not going (laughs) to lie, (laughs) but, you know, I believe in this stuff and it's important to me and I'm willing to step up. And I think as as folks like to do that, we've got to be willing to make that sacrifice on the front end so that this legacy and this heritage is there for our kids.
4: First Light has always made the world's best base layers. They're warm, breathable, silent, and odor resistant. But the women's fit in the gear weren't meeting our demands, so we went back to the beginning and rebuilt everything. Re-engineering the gear with the most dedicated female hunters in mind, First Light modernized the fit and added more sizes, colors, and camo patterns. I personally have been testing the women's gear over the last couple of years uh, from the mountains in idaho to the plains in nebraska and i feel like the fit especially has landed in a much better spot it's more true to size it's not as tight and binding in certain areas like a lot of women's fit uh, all of the pieces to me, got an all-around upgrade. It's awesome to see. So for yourself or as a gift, this Mother's Day, pick up First Light's new women's merino wool and get free shipping on all orders containing women's gear. Available now at f-i-r-s-t-l-i-t-e dot com.
0: When the states go to do the right to hunt and fish thing, is there like a... Is there like a plan like is a little package they send you to do it in your own state? You know what I mean how did it come to be that that it that it came on your radar?
3: Well, so actually I had a buddy that um, had done some research work as part of a master's degree and was just sort of compiling data. He's like, "Hey, we don't have one of these. This ought to be a good thing." You know, and then I started reaching out to the various conservation groups and said, "Hey, what do you think about this?" And you know, everybody jumped up and down. You you want to hear a really interesting committee hearing at Politics is largely boring unless somebody says something stupid. I think that's sort of the norm. But in our legislature and the committee where this bill was presented, when we put this forth, we had like half the room in tears. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my whole political career. The chairman is crying saying, I'm going to protect this opportunity for my daughter. Like this like is for amazing. for real tears? For real tears. Like I'm like, I'm sitting there presenting on my bill and thinking, oh, I I think I got pretty strong support in here because he's crying <laughs> and, and he's crying <laughs> and everybody's telling stories about the bull that came off the mountain, you know, and their daughter's first deer and those types of things. So, uh, you know, that it it was a good idea that obviously had a lot of support and a lot of political and emotional support, and we've run the whole way with it.
0: So, has have you gotten any well articulated, um, like any well articulated opposition to it? No,
3: no. I mean, there there are opinions out there. And I, I would say that the um, when folks are saying, is this really necessary? I mean, I they use good words and correct grammar. So I think you could classify it as well articulated. I just don't think it's compelling. And that maybe that's the difference. So I, I think we're going to be okay. You know, fingers crossed. Hopefully the voters in the state of Utah will make the right choice.
1: Are those folks, are those opinions coming from people like, uh, or groups like PETA? Or is it just random people that are actually saying, oh, really? Why, why now?
3: I think it's more random. Yeah. E- you know, even um, some of our large groups, Humane Society and, and PETA, like you mentioned, that maybe would sort of be a catalyst for opposition. They, they've largely said, no, it's, you know, not a big deal. So at least publicly. And that's how they're behaving so far. And, you know, our ballots are coming out this week back home. I'm assuming that you guys are getting yours here too for mail-in. So and Yanni yeah, just got his. Oh man, uh, you know. So we're we're only what couple of weeks, couple three weeks before the election. So I think, you know, I think we're going to be okay. But you never know. So we'll, that's why. I am so happy to be here today, and, and hopefully all the listeners in Utah will be convinced by the compelling argument that I have made on this podcast. Well, this I think, I,
0: yeah, I think you probably were going to lose it, but now you're going to win. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll what, chalk it up
3: to media right, what, here, right now. What
0: exactly does it say?
3: Uh, it, it's, I mean, I can't regurgitate it verbatim because it's fairly long, but it's basically the right to hunt and fish will be preserved subject to da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da.
0: And when you, go in, when you normally go in and do a referendum thing, like I'm always guilty of uh I I'm actually going to touch on this later cuz I have to talk about my my sister-in-law, Juanita Moore. But um I'm guilty of as I get down to the, the to the tail end of my ballot. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm finding out about things I wasn't aware of. Like oh, yeah. I'm like home what? I have that feeling a lot. Yeah. And I'll be like a uh 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 what do you call them? Uh, like some new th- like very complex like tobacco Taxation issue, right? Yeah, and I'm like, it seems like there's how, always this levies. There? <laughs> yeah, levies. that's, that's I'm what like, I'm looking for. All the
1: levies. There's how can there be twenty levies that I have to think about right now?
0: Yeah, and I'm torn between. I'm. I always get torn between. Um, I could sit it out because I, which is be the responsible thing to do, because I have no idea what it's talking about. Or I could try to like read real quick and make like a snap judgment in order to weigh in. But I feel like I'm just not educated on the issue and then they have these ballot supplements You're right and the, the the each side gets to like agree on a pro con and it's sort of like everybody agrees that it's a fair synopsis of the issue what did you guys have to go through that process like what's the what's the what's the the why not in the ballot supplement
3: uh yeah so uh maybe we're not as cordial back home like I I got to present my opinion they got to present theirs, but we didn't like compare notes and say, Oh, I could be totally wrong. about But they're
0: always very, (laughs) I I feel that they're, um, they're very, I I should say that they're very measured. Yeah. Like it seems like someone is in there because you wouldn't be able to be in there. Like, you know, those little flyers you get for candidates. He loves China and hates America. (laughs) Right. Like that wouldn't be in, that wouldn't be in the, Right, they would find another way to articulate it. You right. know, he hates babies. Yeah, right?
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I we we have that same thing. You know, and I I do need to say I am grateful that you, you didn't have like a third method, which is like any, meeny, miny, mo. So that's you know that means you are an informed voter. At well, least I, I, might, I might I might be, be guilty. I might be guilty uh, that
0: you know? now. And then. Well, last time I chose C. I'll go D. Yeah, I don't want to be predictable. Uh,
3: you know, you know. So I I we'll we'll just pretend that you're you know A and B are your only options. But um we do have that as a smidge, but i i'm i'm hoping like before this podcast you probably didn't know anything about this hunt right to hunt and fish in the state of utah but what what does your heart tell you you know what do, what do you believe and i'm hoping that there's that little moment in time in the in the ballot box or at the kitchen table when you're filling your circles it's just a feel good you know what boom and we're going to go with that that's my hope there is going to be obviously this and some other sort of orchestrated like here's get out the vote and let's make sure we're supporting this. But at a fundamental level in my state, that's something I think we still cherish that heritage, that opportunity. So I think that's going to pick up people, you know, or we roll the dice with <laughs> a, B or C. So anyway, we'll, we'll see how it goes.
0: Do you, are, are you a career politician? Were you going to say something? Juanita?
2: I was just going to say, so the language is really clear on your ballot, right? What's, is there a number associated with this? Like we need to advertise this. Uh, I think,
3: gosh, I think we're G. So, like, we're down to the whole...
0: Like, where I start zoning
3: out. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, it's like, you know, I I shot for A, and I didn't get it. But there's four or five on the ballot um, otherwise. Um, But, yeah, I... But for a sleepy
2: voter, or for Steve... um, Cruising through to the bottom of his ballot, the language is very clear about what this is.
3: Right, the hunting fish, boom, and you'll see that. Just hunt it down. Hunt it down and and love America and the great state of Utah and support that amendment. That's kind of what we're going for.
0: What else throws me on the ballots is when you get down to the part where you're like voting for a judge, but it doesn't seem there's anyone running against them. Yeah. Then I'm always torn, too, (laughs) because I'm like— there's not anybody running against them. Uh, see, I might as well make uh, them feel good and write their name down.
3: <laughs> uh, see, but here's here's the thing. At that point, it you're not responsible. Like all those people who were who could have ran for judge and didn't. That's where the blame is. So you you just go with what you've got before you. That that whole who screwed up isn't you in the ballot box at that point. It's whoever you know didn't step up and run or. Or maybe it really is just a good judge. So don't, don't don't harbor any guilt on that. That's all I'm trying to say. But like he's so I,
0: just like Im, has such an impeccable career he or she <laughs> that there's just yeah. no one could even yeah. remotely challenge yeah,
3: him. Yeah, that one that one's not on you. Just go with it. Just go with it.
0: Do you, do you imagine you're going to become a career politician? Oh, man, I hope not. Everybody, like, listen. I, no, listen. Don't do the false no, modesty, no, false bashful no. shit. Here, Every the, politician says that. Here, oh, I'll tell you one that didn't, oh. though. I think. I remember we had uh, Wyoming's former governor. We talked about him a minute ago. Matt Mead was on the show once. Yeah. And he was terming out as governor. And I was like, so what are you going to do next? He's like, nothing. I'm I'm done doing politics. And I'm like, oh, come on. This is like a, it'll be like a week and you'll be. But I think he actually meant it. Like he quit. He's done. Unless he pops up. But I mean, (laughs) I I was like, I thought he was doing the old like, you know, act like keeping a secret or whatever. But it seems like he just full on stopped. He Looked was bad. back to
3: ranching. He's done. That's my dream. You know, Just a I, stop. I want my, if, if my place could be fully productive and my ranch running, that's what I want at the end of all this. Like, so my wife and I bought our place. It's not inherited. We didn't come, we both grew up in it, but bought our own place. Uh, that to me is more important, you know, and I've got a couple of I don't of know kit. how people
0: pull that off, man. Oh man.
3: It's, it's, uh, I think I like to gamble, but I don't, we, gamble's not really legal. It's not legal in the state of Utah. So I think farming sort of supplements that uh, itch. Uh, but yeah, so that that's for me the big thing. You know, I, I'm happy to serve. I actually, before I, I ran for office, I I made the poor life decisions of working as a staffer in politics. So I worked in DC for a little while. And, and uh, when this seat that I currently hold came open, it was like, well, I, I think I could help out. I kind of have been through this Mess before maybe I can do a few things, but I, you know, I'd like to do a few terms, and then if there's something else, whatever. But my preference would be farming, hunting, and fishing because this really screws up
0: with the things that I like to do. <laughs> how many? How many of how many of you are there? How many people around the state in what the state well, legislature? Well, well, like Le- me, I have such like, a hard time. Uh, <laughs> no, in the so like, there's only
3: one Casey Snyder. If that's what you're asking, no, there's, I, there's, I, there's I, only one.
0: I'll try, like, let me put it in national terms real quick first, so just the people understand or help me and the listener to understand. Like we all know that, you, you know, we have what like, whatever, 364, yeah. whatever the hell it is, Congress, congressmen, congresswomen in Washington, D.C. that represent the country. Mm-hmm. And we have a hundred senators, two from each state. You could have a state, like all states get two, but a lot of states, you might only have one representative or the state might like, like have 20 depending on population and sure. land mass, I think. But then you have your state version. Right and it's a way different job. It's way better.
3: It's way be- I get to go home at night. And I only have to do this for a couple months.
0: Yeah, and then but I didn't realize it's it's like it's not quite but like is almost sort of a voluntary. Yeah. Like you guys aren't like raking it in.
3: I I only get paid January, February and part of March when I'm there. And so everything else is sort of on my my dime. Uh and even then when you're down there it's like, eh, you know, Probably could stay home and make more money, but
0: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a pure form of politics, the state. Yeah, the, the at the to to serve at the state level.
3: But but I actually think that's a good thing, you know. So so it puts the it changes the incentives, right? So maybe in D.C. if if I'm going to go make 150k, heck yeah, I'll run for Congress, right? Or I'll be a senator, and well, you know, see what happens in the legislature. Where in our capital, when you're making like ten or twelve thousand dollars a year, and you got to do this. I bet this takes at least thirty hours a week for me. Mm -hmm. Like you're gonna do it because you legitimately feel like it's service, you know. Like I'm I'm not getting rich, and and frankly, I doubt I'm going anywhere after this. So it's it's literally a chance for me to go and say, hey neighbors, what's important to you? How can I how can I impact this in a positive way, you know? And and I think that trickles down. Like how much. Look at a county commissioner. Look at a mayor. Look at a city council person. Right, like those. You're are, looking at a
0: county commissioner. Uh,
3: see, that's what I'm saying. Like that's <laughs> that's service, right? Like and 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 proof of that is what what what's your incentive at the end of this? No, it's like I feel like I can make a positive impact on my community. I'm going to step up and do my time. Uh, at the end of this, nobody's going to know my name. I, I call down the city offices. I represent about seven towns in my little valley.
0: Yeah, how many people do you represent? Uh,
3: about 35,000 people. Oh, so that's a sizable you know, number. It's a decent size. But I'll call the, the city office. You have that many constituents. Hey, and they all love me, I'm <laughs> sure. Uh, but see, I'll call the city office and I'll say, hey, this is Casey Snyder. I'd like to rent a room for the afternoon to have a town hall or you know, just talk to some people. And they'll be like, okay. Who are you? <laughs> and that's you know that's that is perfect. I love that because then it's like oh yeah yeah you know what, I'm nobody. But can I borrow the room for the night? So
0: do you get um do you get people in your constituency who are super pissed at you all the time?
3: Um, w- well, there are people. Clearly, they're not a majority because I'm still here, right? Mm-hmm. But but yeah, I I uh, I actually have a file um in my inbox where like I people are super creative when they they're insulting you like some people it's it is amazing i'm like gosh i wish i was that smart when i was mad i i file it away <laughs> and i read it back to myself you know like i'm like gosh that whenever i'm really pissed at somebody i'm going to use this i'm going to use email a and all the phrases that were thrown at me that's yeah. that's so yeah yeah i i torque a few people off sure i think it's part of the deal
0: and you get you get dragged into stuff um That you probably don't have any background in, though.
3: Uh, Yeah. You know, I I think there's... Look, I I know where my lane is. Like, if you ask me about cows or hunting and fishing or, you know, natural resources generally, yeah, I think I can articulate an answer. But, you know, you put me on some of these social issues and, like, urban housing. It's like... I, I live on a farm. Like, how am I supposed to know what good state policy is for high density housing? You know? So I, it, yeah, I, that happens. And what do you, you do in those cases? You know, I, I call an expert, you know, what, he, yeah. what, what like the, you, you find a constituent who's in, got background in it. You know, you, you do your research and you hope you make an educated and informed decision when it's your time to vote. The one thing with the legislature or in, in city government or county government, any form is like, you got to vote. Like it's yes or no on this. And, and you may not be all the way prepared, but, you know, you can't chicken out. Like, <laughs> put up and sh- or shut up kind of a deal. You're there. Yeah,
0: well, everybody, uh, other people in the exact same situation, you could have someone in your state, someone coming out of a, maybe has a background in urban development, and they're weighing in on ag issues. Yeah. And yeah. no one would, no one, like, thinks to question, right?
3: Well, you know, I think all of us have a, a good sense for, um uh, well, well, I'm, I grew up in agriculture, so I have a master's degree in bull. I don't know if I can say it on your podcast. (laughs) Oh, you got it. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, but I think everybody kind of knows, right? Like if if you're an expert matter and you, you get somebody from downtown telling you how to, you know, commenting on an ag bill. Like somebody with a John Deere hat might step up and say, all right, folks, let, let's tell it to you straight. And, you know, the same thing happens on my end. If I'm totally out in left field on something I have no business or no idea weighing into, like somebody's going to call you out. And so that's the balance. Like make informed decision. Make Come up, do your homework, be, be educated on an issue, but don't just make crap up. Like that's, that's
0: poor policy. Do you think there's any um, – what do you think would happen if someone tried to do a right to hunt and fish bill – for the, the U.S. Oh man, I don't know. Listen, I bet it, I, don't, I, I can't uh, picture if it would. Uh, I bet I, it wouldn't pass. You know what the
3: best, I don't know. You no. know what the most wonderful thing about being in the state legislature is? I don't really care what happens at D.C. Yeah, <laughs> anymore. <don't> like you. <laughs> you know, like that world's so screwed up and upside down right now. Like I don't. Uh, I, I don't know. You know what's going to pass, though? The right to hunt and fish in the state of Utah. That's what's going to happen there. Coming so, up in a yeah. few days.
0: Uh, 30 days. Just, whatever. 34 days. Just right around the corner. Uh, I had this guy telling us one time, there's this this historian, um, I'm friends with the studies like demographics and perceptions of hunting and the way hunting gets covered in the media and newspapers and things. And And he was explaining to me that depending on how you word it, okay, you can word it Approval of hunting and fishing to Americans in a way that there's overwhelming approval.
4: Mm
3: -hmm.
0: So basically to the effect of if you go to Americans and you say, um, do you support like regulated hunting and fishing informed by, you know, by biological input about whatever?" Okay. And really soup it up. Yeah. Lay the whole thing out. Support of hunting actually is higher now than it was in the 80s. The minute you put any particular to it, it starts to fall apart. Yeah. Well, any like any little detail, the, the minute you add a detail like, um, you know, whatever, you go like, do you support, you know, hunting deer with a bow? All to it's just like. It just goes off. Like people are sort of, they're like, yeah, I get it at a high level. I get it. But don't, I don't, I don't like the little nitty gritties. I don't like like things that spell out like what exactly I'm saying I support.
3: Hmm. Why didn't we have this conversation before I ran my amendment? You know, like how do, how do I know if, uh, if through the eyes of history, this is, I wrote the right thing down on the ballot? We, we should have talked before I, you know, went to all that trouble. I think you should
0: have gone crazy, crazy strict <laughs> because in your state, you got to strike while the iron's hot. <laughs> and like, you have a state that has that, like, is very, I, I would, uh, from a distance, I would say it's like very supportive.
3: Yeah, we're red. We're, we're very, very supportive concerned.
0: of hunting and fishing rights. Yeah. Very supportive of gun rights. Right. So I would be doing crazy stuff right now. Oh, man. To lock it in. And I'd be like, I'd have a trapping bill, man.
3: You, uh, you know, I, uh, the Legislative session starting here at the end of January. If you want to talk about any particular, I'm gonna move down
0: there and run. Man, oh hey, what do you guys make? 200 uh, grand?
3: Uh, <laughs> you know, you might want to take a lot of zeros off of that, but you'll, you know, go with that.
0: <laughs> uh, again, how many state legislators? Legis, why can't I say this word? What do you it's a legislator?
3: Legis, I am a legislator serving in, in the, the legislature, legis- yes, yeah, got it, yeah. So, how many of us are there? Down, yeah. I think there are 104. So and that's senators and and uh, representatives. So I'm I'm just a lowly representative. I'm not a you know a mighty senator like they across the hall over there. But
0: you know, and your term's up. You just finished your first term. Yep. Yep. Did anybody challenge you in the first time?
3: So uh, I had a an opponent in. So I'm a Republican. I had a Democratic opponent. Um, I have another Democratic opponent this fall. Um, the gal who ran against me last. Last fall is she's awesome. Uh, she's a really great lady. She's actually the Democratic nominee for lieutenant governor yeah. on our ticket. Um,
0: so you guys didn't go into smear. You guys no, didn't she, do smear she, politics. She's awesome,
3: you know. And I, I, and <laughs> Did I, you
0: campaign for her?
3: <laughs> look, she probably. You know, it, it, it's a toss-up who'd have done a better job. Clearly, we believe in different things. She's a lot nicer than I am, I'm sure. Um, but we we had a great race. I I won about 75% of the vote down there so we're my little part of the world's uh, very conservative. Um I have another lady who's running against me this year and I you know I I'm I'm optimistic we'll be okay but either way I the way I like to do things back home and in Cash Valley where I'm from is you know we look we've got to get along and I I clearly have a set of things I believe in but I think there's there's good people and good ideas in the whole world and I I I feel like um, one of the things that I did in my last race—I don't know if you want to go off on this tangent. It's a little bit of a tangent.
0: No, if it has to do with um, uh, this is like the get out the vote episode. Yeah,
3: man. let's just yeah, let's go. And yeah. I think it's maybe if know, it has to do
0: with how partisan politics is ripping the country apart. <laughs> but then someone can point to an area where it's not. That's great. Okay,
3: we'll go with that. Where the world's where
0: the whole country's not going to burn alive and yeah, stuff. Okay, yeah, you
3: know. So one of the things that was really important to me was that it's you know in the face of what I think is. Uh, we should all be embarrassed about where the state of our current federal, national politics are we should all legitimately be embarrassed and so when i ran last session i i actually wrote an editorial that basically said this the person running against me is a great person <laughs> and you look at all the stuff that she's done she's done a fabulous job she she pushed for some propositions that passed and they were they were um fundamentally motivated because she lost it was on healthcare and she lost her mother to cancer and watched that happen and watched all the money she had to spend so she was advocating from a real position
0: yeah and I she did you. a
3: really good job and we may have differed on the particulars but she was sincere in her beliefs and that's what I articulated and I said look we are she's a good person we just have a different a fundamental different view on some key issues and that's the difference and like why can't we just talk about these differences or or heaven forbid find ways to wade through those differences in a way that's going to be beneficial to the to our whole community. You know, and that's I I feel like we've stepped up and done that in our little part of the world. I don't believe at a fundamental level politics has to be a zero sum game. I think we let it be that way and I think we're letting national leaders create this narrative that it's us against them mm-hmm. and, and i don't think it has to be that way i think you can literally stand on your principles and say look the this person i do not disagree or i do not agree with them on all these issues there's probably a whole bunch we do there's probably a whole bunch we don't but that doesn't change who they are as a person i think we got to get past where we're at now so if you're getting out to vote or you're supporting a candidate or whatever you're doing like let's in your own neighborhood in your own way and you know county council or whatever you're doing i let's push that debate that that's a groundswell i'd like to see is is where we start treating each other like americans like people and just have debates about issues not about right now all we do is have fights about who we are yeah that's,
0: yeah it's a waste of everybody's time do you have kids i do how old are they
3: i have a 6 year old and a 6 month old oh, okay so little little guys
0: the thing i've been a little bit struggling um in conversation with my kids is if you're like, I might be dismissive about a viewpoint that someone else would hold or in conversation and they pick up on it. Uh, I now am oftentimes like when some, some issue comes up, I'm oftentimes trying to explain to them like that person believes what they believe. With the same level of passion yeah. that, like, you believe what you b- believe. Like, you have to try to, like, get in this mindset of, like, when you don't agree with someone, they're coming from something that feels as real to them. And it's not, and you can't always just have it be that they're dumb and wrong.
3: Right.
0: Right? I mean, that's a like, lazy way, It's yeah. a way bigger thing than that they're, like, they're dumb and wrong. They're telling you something that fundamentally they know they would tell you. They know inside and out. And they've thought it. They've approached it every possible way, and have come to this decision. Yeah. Weirdly, we got into this most recently around, and this was like I almost hesitate to bring this up. I'll, I'll throw this out. We don't need to talk about it. We're talking about the 9-11 hijackers
3: mm.
0: to get to like to get into um, if. If you had somehow been able to like converse with those individuals, their articulation of what they thought they were doing and what they thought they were trying to accomplish, wouldn't even you wouldn't even be able to approach it. but they would have something that they would tell you that they had arrived at. And like the key and even understanding something that's just like an absolute what what we would argue is like absolutely evil, absolutely wrong, the antithesis of everything we believe in, everything we stand for there would still be deep down there some like explanation that that person held and you're never going to combat it or understand it without like taking the time to like li- like to try to at least understand where someone's coming from yeah if not it's just like you d- you don't you you wind up with a sort of a superficial understanding of even the people you disagree with like with me like like for instance, if I'm a uh, in an engagement with someone who, let's say, it's someone who opposes the right to hunt and fish, you know, how would I ever be equipped to combat that if I didn't never ask? Like, what exactly? I'm like, oh, they just don't want us to have fun, <laughs> right? Yeah. Are you really going to get anywhere? No.
3: Well, and I think it's it's how much easier it is to say. You're evil or you're bad. I mean, let extreme examples aside. Let just let. that was a horrible example because it's so. But we'll go to a narrow space about hunting and fishing. Yeah, right? but like, I, I want to
0: talk about my example. Oh man, I, I don't, I don't want to go deep, but I say it. it's a horrible example. It's an extreme example, but I think in that case, being I, I, I like it came up through. I don't want to bore you with how the subject came up at dinner. This is with your kids. They because they how, know about how they had old are They've been to the site. Well, this is my ten year old. Oh. they know man
3: they are sounds like they're pretty well informed kids
0: well i mean the older one knows that that was the thing that i mean at this point like people know that that happened one day sure and uh it's an extreme example but it's like with kids you sometimes have to have extreme examples yeah it came up
3: yeah and it's it's a lot easier to just say this you know this this person they disagree with my right to hunt and fish they're they're dumb. They're evil. They're stupid. You know, like how much easier is that to say than, you know, they they have an opinion and it's probably based on experience or fundamental belief in whatever they believe in. And you know, I mean, some of this stuff majority rules, right? That's kind of the the are how our systems taken take shape and how it runs anyway. So fifty one percent wins, and so forty nine percent can have a strong opinion and probably going to lose to the majority, right? Like that's just, that's the sad part of politics. But the other side of that is in how you debate and how you engage. That's the part you can control. You can still advocate strongly for your position, whatever it is, and push for your belief, whatever it is, but you don't have to do it at the expense of somebody else's opinions. And that's, I think, where we should all shift fundamentally as a as a country.
0: But a buddy of mine the other day sent me down. a text exchange he was having with someone from PETA. And I'm reading through the text exchange, oh, and it winds up toward the end. It takes on this tone of like, really, we're talking about the same thing. Like, <laughs> it's surprising how much we sort of care about the, you know, and like that from engagement. Yeah, that from being like, okay, now, uh, what exactly? Like, what's the problem? Right. <laughs> you know.
3: Yeah, I think. And it's- instead of
0: like not not all the, uh, you know, just like a debate. Right. I run it all the time. Like when you hear from people, if, if we get notes from people who are just mad, right? They're just mad. Oftentimes, even opening up, even creating the feeling that there's a conversation, people get, uh, the stress level goes down in correspondence with people.
3: I, I, I believe it. You know what one of my favorite things to do is? So if I get a really let's let's say I get an email that's real is is nasty and mean but not creative, right? So I can't file it away to use later, but it's just I could tell these people are torqued off at me. I will find them, not in a creepy way, right? But like with the Google, or whatever, use the use the white pages. I I will go and find out where they live, and I'll just knock on the door and be like, "Hi." I'm Casey Snyder. We've actually never met in person before, but we've, you know, had correspondence through email. Let me hear your concern. And I've had, you would be shocked, like the the most angry, ardent person through whatever form of communication, when you're there face to face and just being like, tell me what's on your mind. They'll go. And, they'll, and half the time it's like looking down at their feet and like, you know, I was just a little upset and it was late at night, you know, and whatever. But it's just that conversation. It's just talking to people. you we'll figure it out. So, I don't that know.
0: stuff does give me hope, man. Yeah, it should. That when all this, uh, whatever this is. Yeah. COVID's made it bad, too. Everybody's cooped inside going crazy. So Your mind runs away with you, man. Yeah. I was talking about this the other day, is that all I hear about is how we're all going to kill each other and hate each other. But then when I go about my day, I just have, like, like really, like, positive... Inf- like, I don't understand. Like, <laughs> how could I still be getting away with having really positive interactions? Yeah. I feel like I'm doing something wrong. Like, I just go through... Like, I just run into people... I don't know, some dude at the boat launch. I'm like, hey! He's like, hey! <laughs> you want a wall? Yeah, man! <laughs> how is that possible?
3: It'll get there. It'll get
0: there. We didn't even, like, fight about anything.
3: Yeah, you know. I, I, I think... Politics is terrible. People are good, fundamentally. And uh, I think we'll get there. Let, let the cameras come off of whatever's happening over there. That's why I say I don't even care about that. I'll just focus on what I could control back home. But let the cameras come off. I think uh, fundamentally we all like each other, even if we're, like, really, really mad at each other right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think anyway. We'll see. I could be wrong.
0: I was reading. I can't remember who it was. uh, uh... Person in healthcare policy predicting that when COVID ends. I don't know if they're just saying this because it's wishful thinking, but there's going to be sort of this, uh, that this sort of collective hug and niceness.
3: <laughs> well, let's go
0: with that, man. Let's go. With I was that. like, I don't know, but I like it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, I like it too. You know, we had a little glimmer of that back home. So our cases were pretty low. And our county decided to have the county fair, you know, and, uh. and it was just we're still going to go forward with it. And I mean, in person, in person, yeah, yeah. We st- we in Cache County, we still had the fair and the rodeo and everything else. And there was no spike, you know, at the end of it, everything no changes, no changes. It. Just science. Regular fair, yeah, yeah. We 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 didn't let the carnies in, so you know the, the, the <laughs> there was still no fair and stuff. So that was a change. But you know, like it, it was the fair. I love the fair. I could, it felt like I wanted. I walked around the fair. I'm like, just the fact that we had the fair. I, I kind of wanted to give people a hug. Just be like, you know what? It's so good to see. You. Oh like, yeah, this is like kind of normal. So I think your I think your health buddy's right. You know, if if my little fair was any indication about like peace and love because we had a little bit of normalcy, I I think uh, let's go with that. Let's say he's gonna be right.
0: So. I fear that we'll forget how to do it. <laughs> Like, how do you do it? Like, how do you go, like, that will forget, like, how to just go be around people.
2: Forget how to enjoy a live concert. Yeah, like, Dance. whatever. Like,
0: you'd go into a bar and not be like, why is this dude, like, breathing on me? Or, you know, like, I don't like I don't even go into places. You know what I mean? Like, I don't do, like, extra stuff. I do the things that I deem kind of necessary, but I don't do, um, yeah, I don't do a things. lot of, like, extra exposure stuff. I think Because I don't do want to have to go, I don't want to have to have someone call me and tell me I got to lay low for two weeks <laughs> in my house.
3: Yeah, I think that's like what I'm worried be, about. You'll be all right. You'll be all right. It's like, I mean, you know, the the cliche is ride a bike, right? Like, I think it's a lot easier just to be nice than it is to ride a bike. I think you'll be all right. I I, I think you won't. You'll that fist bump will come right back. Yeah. Like you you'll be
1: beyond got. all right. You'll do it with so much more exuberance. It's <laughs> like if you hadn't ridden a bike for two years and you get on one, you're like, oh, this is fun. Remember <laughs> yeah. this? Pedal, pedal, pedal. Stand up. Woo!
0: Yeah, I'd be like, it feels so good to have this drunken man
1: <laughs> spitting
0: into my face. I don't know
1: where you're going <laughs> when, when this COVID thing's over. We might be at different places.
0: <laughs> All right, so uh, turn our attention now to the, 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 the... I don't know if you realize, this is a very bipartisan affair. Because... Juanita's a a county commissioner who's a D.
2: But it's a county commissioner, so I think... Yeah, different
0: state, too. You guys aren't in competition with one another.
3: But I think Casey
2: and I have, yeah, I think our values probably align. Oh.
0: I I want to tell everybody a couple things, because here's my primary issue uh, with... I I, I approach this different ways with Juanita's upcoming election. (laughs) One was that I would just tell people... Because it's in Missoula County. How many people live in Missoula County?
2: Our census hasn't been done yet, but 119,000 maybe. Ooh,
0: that's a sizable constituency. Really? Second
2: largest county in Montana. We're kind of a big deal.
0: Billings the number one. Yep. Okay. Or Whatever. Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Yellowstone yeah. uh, I thought about taking this two different approaches. I was going to tell people, it doesn't matter anything about any detail about why it doesn't matter. Just go down the ballot, get to the bottom, Mid probably mid-range, I don't know where they're putting it. Probably down. Down way low. Go down there, look for Juanita.
2: No, look for Vero. Vote Vero. Use alliteration.
0: Oh, vote Vero. (laughs) Go down to the bottom, find Vero, and just check it. Under the assumption that most people who vote in Missoula County aren't getting that far on the ballot. Nothing against Missoula, but I just know from my own habits, I often, like I said, I peter out toward the end. Like, you get there, it's like, oh, my God, the president, senators. Like, you're all excited, and then you, you know... A lot of people just kind of leave it off, right?
2: What do you think of this strategy?
0: So I wanted to do where I just told people to go find Juanita. The details didn't matter. Nothing about her mattered. Just find her as a favor to me. Vote Vero. Check the box. But then I came around and I thought that that I wanted to share like greater detail. Fantastic. Juanita lives in, I don't know what, what you call your house. Juanita lives where you, you, she lives on the ranch where she was born.
2: That's I was a month old. My my folks were working on another ranch for a year before they came back to the ranch.
0: Okay. But your grandfather lived there.
2: Oh, for sure. And my great grandfather.
0: Okay. So she lives where her great grandfather lived all right on the county. Yep. Okay. Same county. She lives where her great grandfather lived. Her grandfather lives. And you were born on some other ranch, but then moved there for a month. And you live in kind of like a, know, like a cat. I don't know what the hell. What do you? What do you tell people you live in? My
2: great grandmother's with a great
0: many bats.
2: My my, my great grandmother's <laughs> cabin with a lot of bats. Yeah, yeah. Not far from Rice Ridge, where you, where you were in Sealy Lake.
0: Juanita's her property, which it's like Juanita's family, like wholly owns the property. But the property where you live um, is in the block management program.
2: It is one of one of the early, early block management. My grandfather was was part of of bringing that to the the western part of the, the state. Is that right? I think block management, Yana, you can check this. I think block management started on the eastern side first in Montana, but came over to the west side. So my 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 we had problems. The story goes, oral tradition goes, we had problems with. People cutting our fences, trespassing, shooting horses, what have you, driving around, causing hell. You know, um, and my grandfather decided to take some of that management into his own hands, and so he was running around with his mother's purse gun in his in his <laughs> glove, like shooting at people he thought were were trespassing or were were hunting not how he wanted them to be hunting, um, which is problematic. So with the help of a neighbor who is a little more of a statesman um, and working with our game warden, um, figured out that this was better to involve the public and to have this block management program where people are a little more invested because it's walk-in only, too. So if you're walking in, you're not driving. It's a different type of hunter. I don't hunt or fish.
0: What do you mean you don't fish? Oh, okay. I fish with Juanita many times. Juanita, when fishing (laughs) likes to... uh... Dispatch the fish.
2: Yeah, because I don't, I don't want to. I'd rather die quickly. Man, you watch. She thinks (laughs) it. We're going to go off here. You watch a little perch that's been like frozen for like four hours, suddenly come to life in your sink as you're scaling it. Yeah, yeah. There's a. Bad, yeah, not
0: good. She doesn't like if you throw it's a, a fish place in
2: hell for people like that. If you throw a
0: fish oh, in the but... boat and it's flopping around, in her mind it'd be like if you had a deer flopping around in your car.
3: Put it out, huh? Put it out of its. Got to put it out. Yeah, <laughs> you're the mercy killer. She, yeah, yeah she undersells yeah.
0: her hunting and fishing credentials.
2: I am. I'm constantly reminded that I'm not from a fishing culture, as well from both these two, and 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 my nephew reminds me of that because I, I don't, I don't have the feel, you know. The hook goes all the way into the fish, like in its guts before I decide Before you're aware
0: of this, before you're aware of the fish's presence on the other end of your line. So you're. uh, But uh, so yeah,
2: so back to the the, um, block management, it was just this really beautiful arrangement where you'd have fish, wildlife and parks and our game warden do the management of the folks. My grandfather wasn't running around trying to shoot at people. People were respecting the landscape, respecting um, the access. And uh, not tearing up fences, and of course, there's also some self-policing going on too, which is really great because you have other hunters out there; they're watching. Yeah, they're other hunters, you know, and make sure everyone's following the rules. And so, um, so we've had a lot of success with our block management pro- program. We we don't have to, um, you know, you, it's it's open to the public. You don't have to tell us, you don't have to get permission, you don't have to call us or sign up or any of that. It's it's I mean, you have to park at the appropriate places but you yep, do even have to sign
1: in you have to sign in i guess no not
2: that. there's, no, really? sign there's no sign in no
0: wow for block black management just for, for people to understand oh. block so, management's yeah. a horrible name god bless whoever came up with it but block management it's a public access program it's like one of those names that no one would ever know what you're talking about
2: yeah well, you look at the, like the icon. There's there's a you know a hunter with a rifle uh, shaking hands with a, a rancher. On it's the a great horse. icon. It's a great. The icon speaks yeah. it all. Yep. A
0: rancher shaking hands with a hunter. But yeah, black management is a public access program. So, point being, you live in a place that is open to black management. You, um, when you got married to my brother, you got married to my brother within sight of the bones of your grandfather.
2: Intentionally, yes
0: buried in the family plot.
2: It's not a plot, it's a
0: pasture. But like a pile of rocks.
2: Yes. Yes. <laughs> we put a pile of rocks on top of them, yes.
0: Like right there on the property. Yep. And oftentimes, I know that my wife told me this, you never told me this, but oftentimes when you have a decision to make, is it true that you go out?
2: Ah, oh, shit. Yeah.
0: Don't talk about this?
2: No. Uh, someone <laughs> just uh, a couple days ago, that, you know, Ed Robertson from Mountain Prairie. Anyways, uh, it was asking me the same thing. But yes, I do. Your wife is very observant.
0: I didn't know this. Juanita (laughs) goes out to visit the bones of her grandfather when she needs to make a decision. Yes. And even when my brother's off hunting on their anniversary, Juanita gets dressed in her wedding dress and goes out and sits on the rock where she married my brother by herself.
2: To be fair... (laughs) His brothers only missed one anniversary. Oh, that was,
0: oh he only missed one. Okay. Hey, I
2: this think year, it's cool. this yeah. year, we've we celebrate. You know, our anniversary. I put the dress on, get the same bouquet, some champagne. We take our vows and and friends, whoever's around, we stomp out to our wedding rock and you know reevaluate our vows and uh, yeah, that's great. And this year, COVID and. Uh, what was it goats? I think it was mountain goats. I don't know. Some some hunting season issue. <laughs> <laughs> so my husband couldn't be there with me. So I was at the rock by myself. I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> but yeah.
0: Yeah. Point being, I think uh, all that... I'm only bringing this out. Like, I'm not even going to get into um, how generous you are so and sweet. how... Very kind. Well no not only that, but how um you're a wonderful aunt to my kids. Without any fanfare. In I fact, don't like
2: children. Don't like Doesn't children. like kids.
0: <laughs> kind of lets the kids understand that she doesn't like them. But within that, they love her because they know there's no bullshit. Oh, they're, that, like, that's that's a so mean, they're like, that's yeah. a mean lady, but I like her. Because she <laughs> takes me horse riding. Gives me snacks. I can tell that she's got like a like you know threshold. Tre- yeah, there's a threshold there. She's cool about it. I get it. I love her more for it. A wonderful aunt. Like I think you're a great aunt.
2: Oh, that's that's really kind of you. Thank I'm you. I'm pointing
0: out all this. Um, your generosity, compassion. Let me tell you another. This is my favorite Juanita story. Juanita gets. Can I talk about when you got your car crash? Is this making you uncomfortable? No,
2: I'm 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 Juanita amazed. gets in a car I'm crash with a guy.
0: Okay, a guy destroys Juanita's car. He Turns out he doesn't even have a driver's license or has no insurance or something. He
2: has no insurance.
0: No insurance. I'm on the phone with Juanita being like, well, how are you going to go about sticking it to him? Right? uh, What are you going to do to go after him to get your money out of him? She has to interrupt our call because he's calling her because she had called him to check in on him and make sure he's Okay.
2: Yeah, that was, um, (laughs) I've never been in a car accident before.
0: She took pity on the dude that killed her car.
2: Yeah, but it was super icy roads. It was Highway 200. All three of you know it. Um, super icy roads and this uh, pickup truck just slid right into my face. Um, it was... Oncoming. Oncoming. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And then she made it her
0: responsibility to pursue to make sure he was all right.
2: I'd never been in a car accident before. I mean, this is my home road and, um, yeah, um... Couldn't get out of my car. I had to like crawl it through the windows. Everything's dark, you know. And I was worried, you know, it's pitch black. I was worried that um, someone's gonna hit my car, which is black and very small on a dark highway. And uh, got out of my car. Then I was wondering where I was supposed to go because someone's gonna hit my car, and I was worried that I was gonna get hit again. Um, someone came and picked me up, and then we turned around to go find the the guy who hit me because I wanted to make sure that they were okay. And uh, first thing we did was when we saw each other, we gave each other a big hug. And I <laughs> I value that so much, wow. not just because now we're talking and we're we're, we're in COVID. This is, just happened almost a year ago. But, uh, yeah, and then he worked up in Sealy Lake. He, you know, and he was telling me he didn't have insurance. And I was like, dude, keep quiet because there's other people around. But we were just so grateful both of us were okay. And, and uh, yeah, and I didn't – I know he had – stuff going on and tough gig and i was i have insurance he doesn't and i'm not i mean he's gonna go get insurance i don't i don't need to he's like i can
0: tell you one thing i'm gonna do
2: yeah no we we and we we kept in touch but uh there was no need to wreck his life and I mean, man he's my neighbor like Yeah. yeah. yeah
0: point being I think when uh, I, I just want to implore people, and this is only this is only of, of the three hundred. How many million people are in America right now? Yanni, three hundred and sixty some.
1: I was just gonna say, right at three.
0: Several hundred million individuals in America. One hundred thirty thousand of them will encounter your name on the ballot. Vote Vero. And I'm not. I'm not getting into the I don't really know what kind. Three twenty eight. Uh, oh, good job. Was- I don't even know what the hell the issues are in your county. I don't even really care. But I know that um, in terms of how you conduct your life and the connection you have to the land where you live and your compassion for the landscape and the people around you, I have a feeling, I'm saying this to the voters out there, I have a feeling that you will take your responsibilities seriously and do well by the individuals who put their faith in you to make good decisions.
2: You're going to make me cry, Steve. Yeah.
0: So (laughs) when you go to vote, go down and like, that's your person. Nothing to say bad about the person running against you. But that is who I want. If I was living in that damn county, that's what I'd want for my county commissioner.
2: That's well said. And um, I can't I can't disagree with you. And I think uh, it's like what Casey was saying earlier when we were talking about our local politics. It's it's not what you hear at the national level. Like our our local issues. I mean, this is just this is community members looking out for each other. This is the decisions we make is, is to make our community a better place to live and raise our kids. I don't even have kids, but I care deeply about all of your kids and kids and. Yeah, that we have here. It's, it sounds so corny, but... Um, no, it's true. So corny, but yeah. She cares
0: about kids in the way that in going out fishing, she would say, um, what are these little people supposed to eat all day? <laughs> no one has considered this. Something like that.
2: Yeah, that's that's fair. Also, selfishly, I like to eat. And so I was wondering <laughs> what I was going to be eating too. So, yeah. No, it's... Um, and Casey alluded to this earlier. Uh, this is an honor, and it's a, it's a huge responsibility. Casey's not doing this for for money, um, and uh, it is just a it's a, it's an honor. And when you really love a place, and I, you know, you love Utah, and I, I love Montana, and even more Missoula County. The more I learn about it, um, it's uh, yeah, it's an honor to be asked. So I was appointed, and then um, so now I have to run to finish to get another term um and uh yeah it when you feel ready and folks believe in you and like like you've said um yeah it's it's pretty exciting to take that step
0: yeah i think it's helpful too to talk about right now just to have a couple i wanted to have a couple people in um who have issues but just to in some way help Bring up the idea that, like, the people involved in politics and, like, when you go to vote, that, um, thankfully, there's just – it's individual, like, it's individual Americans. Uh, th- for the most part, I would uh, venture to guess individual Americans who are hoping to, like, do a good job.
3: It's service. For so people. This is- Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So on November third, whatever day after the election,
2: you can do it right now. When our cities
0: are in
4: flames,
0: (laughs) (laughs) when our cities are in flames, we'll look back on this conversation today and try to remember.
2: No, there are some. There's good folks out there working for us, and uh, I think it's important to remember that. And again, it's 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 local like forget about the the national noise and and remember the yeah the action the rubber meets the road locally yeah. and like county commissioner it, it, honestly i don't think it really matters what party we're from i mean it's it, we deal with such a broad range I mean, whether it's someone complaining about a neighbor's dogs versus like our you know what's the correct pavement recipe um <laughs> to <laughs> our budget, you know, um, the, it's a it's a broad, broad range.
1: Yeah, I follow along on Instagram. And it seems like when you post some stuff about being a commissioner, you're always like off doing like things that you probably never even thought you'd be learning about, right? About what, oh, the my inner gosh. workings of a county.
2: It's fantastic. And, and and it's weirdly like the ranch, you know? It's like the ranch, you know, it's this amazing place. Your ranch, probably the same thing. It's like there's never enough, you know, J.B. Weld and duct tape and baling twine to like <laughs> hold the place together. Yeah. But somehow it works. And in Missoula County, it's we have amazing staff and amazing engaged citizens who who really care. And um, that's what that's what makes it special. Um, so I'm I'm and man and we got some crazy challenges to deal with I mean, because we're a, a large county and a complicated county, um, and yeah, we have a urban Missoula, which is very different from like largely like rural the rest of the county. I mean, you spent time up in Sealy Lake. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's um there's some tension there. And but that's why I yeah, I I think that this particular commission of which I'm part of, I think we represent that tension well and in a in a positive way. Um and uh yeah, I think we can demonstrate some can do and even a little joy, which isn't a word you hear in no politics at all.
0: <laughs> well, I want to um, again thank you guys both for coming on. Yeah, Juanita thanks. Vero, Missoula County Commission. Yes, this is your first up. This is because you got appointed. And now you got to go win.
2: Yeah, this wasn't on my radar at all. I mean, Casey, you've been you've been in this scene for a while. This was this this came out of left field for me.
3: You make ser- a series of poor decisions, and then you end up with a <laughs> bad opportunity. <laughs>
0: and uh how long are you gonna do it can, oh, yeah. oh yeah you're gonna are you gonna be governor no no
2: no i like where i live <laughs> oh yeah.
0: yeah that's right yeah like at a certain point you got to go somewhere <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and if you won't move to live with my brother yeah I'm, I'm i'd be real dismayed if you moved to either. become a politician <laughs> i was like well, that's better than my brother and casey snyder who's up for re-election is there a term limit where you're at no Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh. tell people your district
3: uh, it's House District Five, State Cash Yorkshire. Valley. Cash Valley
0: from the Mountain Man era. Cash,
3: absolutely. Yeah, Jim Bridger loved it, and I live in Paradise, <laughs> which is aptly named. You know, so you so
0: go. you 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 can do two votes here because you can find Casey Snyder, Fifth District. Yep. Yep. So all five of you or thirty thousand of you that are <laughs> <laughs> fighting five And that in that spread out community, and then also. In Utah, go find your right to hunt and fish thing and vote. It's yes. Correct? Correct. Yes. You want yes. We want, you want yes. to be able to hunt and fish. And if you're in one of the major the majority of states doesn't have such protection. Yep. So I uh, hope that other people will be inspired to um with write their, their
1: right their state legislators. With their free
0: time, get that rolling in the other states. And I look forward to a national version.
3: There's a movement starting right here, right now. I mm-hmm. can feel it. I think right that's to hunt what fish. I can feel.
0: Absolutely. Right to hunt, fish, and trap. Right? Absolutely. Right.
3: And run hound dogs.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, gonna and start sh- one and
3: shoot a bow. <laughs> what was the other things?
0: Yeah. Archery hunt. Bait bears. Bait bears. Chase lions. All right. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you coming out. Uh this is the bipartisan get out the vote issue. We've introduced you to a Democrat. We've introduced you to a Republican. If it wasn't for COVID, I'd make you guys hug. That'd be like real. Fist, fist fist, bump, they fist did a fist too. bump. <laughs> Boom. They did a fist bump. There it is. Partisanship ripping apart America right here in our podcast studio. Thanks, everybody.
2: Thank you. Thanks.
4: First Light has always made the world's best base layers. They are warm, breathable, silent, and odor resistant. But the women's fit in the gear weren't meeting our demands, so we went back to the beginning and rebuilt everything. Re-engineering the gear with the most dedicated female hunters in mind, First Light modernized the fit and added more sizes, colors, and camo patterns. I personally have been testing the women's gear over the last couple of years uh, from the mountains in Idaho to the plains in Nebraska, and I feel like the fit especially has landed in a much better spot. It's more true to size. It's not as tight and binding in certain areas like a lot of women's fit. Uh, All of the pieces... To me, got an all-around upgrade. It's awesome to see. So for yourself or as a gift, this Mother's Day, pick up First Light's new women's merino wool and get free shipping on all orders containing women's gear. Available now at F-I-R-S-T-L-I-T-E dot